0: Hey, good evening, everybody. Welcome to Prairie View. Merry Christmas. Welcome, and we're glad you're here. How exciting is it? Uh, Merry Christmas on the birth of Jesus. Who's excited about that? All right. Cool. Um, before we pray, um, I just kind of was—we did a lot of driving this last week, and as we we're driving, uh, just really meditating and 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 thinking about some stuff, and and God really put some stuff in my heart, and I want to read to you a couple a couple verses here. Just give me a second. And as we prepare for the birth of Jesus, um, I want to read to you from the book of John. And it's just going to be John 1, verse 1 and 2, and then verse 14. The Word of the Lord says in verse 1, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. Going to verse 14. And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have beheld His glory, the glory of all the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. And so as we go through and prepare for Christmas Eve tonight and Christmas tomorrow, I just wanted to challenge you to to spend some time thinking about what the birth of Jesus means. And so take some time, go into the book of Matthew and the book of luke and just read in chapter one and two in both of those books read those first few verses they're going to tell you the whole story of the birth of jesus and the wise men and the shepherds and all that great stuff and as you go through tonight and tomorrow just meditate on that a little bit and really absorb what god did for us in the gift of jesus christ please stand and we'll open a prayer today Father God, we come to you on this great night, this glorious night, and we just going to worship and praise you and thank you for this amazing gift that you are giving us again each year. We get to think about the birth of Jesus Christ, our Savior, that came so many, so many years ago, Lord. just we We worship you. Holy Spirit, we ask that you come and fill us to help us find a closer relationship with Jesus. We just want to praise you, God, and think about, that, that gift that you gave us so many years ago, for you are the God of today and yesterday, and you will be the God of tomorrow. We can always think of the birth of Jesus and our salvation in him that we have. In your precious name, Jesus,
1: amen. Good evening. It's good to see you all here, and i um, glad that the weather worked out, that we were able to do this. Uh, Christmas Eve is one of my favorite times of, of the year, and it's... Um, because this night is special and I I love the candlelight service. I love just the the intimacy of it, the the beauty of it. And it's on the eve of the greatest day known to mankind, which is the birth of Jesus Christ. And on on this side of his birth, we we don't get to experience what it was to to have to wait for a Savior, uh, to to not have a Savior that had came yet. And so we we enter into this a little bit different, but I want us to go into the scriptures tonight to look at what it means to have an expected hope. And uh, just like the people that we'll encounter in tonight's sermon, we need to be a people that live with an expected hope, a hope that is deeper than just uh, well wishes and, and warm vibes, a hope that actually means something. So if you have your Bibles with you tonight, you're welcome to turn with me uh, into Luke chapter 1. And if not, they'll be on the screen. But Luke chapter 1, beginning in verse 5, we're going to read about Zacharias. It says, There was in the days of Herod, the king of Judea, a certain priest named Zacharias Of the division of Abijah his wife was of the daughters of Aaron and her name was Elizabeth and they were both righteous before God walking in all the commandments and ordinances of the Lord blameless but they had no child because Elizabeth was barren and they were both well advanced in years so it was that while he was serving as priest before God in the order of his division according to the custom of the priesthood his lot fell to burn incense when he went into the temple of the Lord. And the whole multitude of the people was praying outside at the hour of incense. And an angel of the Lord appeared to him standing on the right side of the altar of incense. And when Zacharias saw him, he was troubled and fear fell upon him. But the angel said to him, Do not be afraid, Zacharias, for your prayer is heard. And your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son, and you shall call his name John. John. And you will have joy and gladness, and many will rejoice at his birth. For he will be great in the sight of the Lord, and shall drink neither wine nor strong drink. He will also be filled with the Holy Spirit, even from his mother's womb. And he will turn many of the children of Israel to the Lord their God. He will also go before him in the spirit and power of Elijah, to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children, and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just." to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. And Zechariah said to the angel, How shall I know this? For I am an old man, and my wife is well advanced in yours. And the angel answered and said to him, I am Gabriel, who stands in the presence of God, and was sent to speak to you and bring you these glad tidings. But behold, you will be mute and not able to speak until the day these things take place, because you did not believe my words, which will be fulfilled in their own time. And the people waited for Zacharias and marveled that he lingered so long in the temple. But when he came out, he could not speak to them, and they perceived that he had seen a vision in the temple, for he beckoned to them and remained speechless. So it was, as soon as the days of his service were completed, that he departed to his own house. Now after those days his wife Elizabeth conceived, and she hid herself five months, saying, Thus the Lord has dealt with me. In the days when he looked on me to take away my reproach among people. And there's a lot going on in this passage, but I want to bring out a couple things specifically. The first is that Zacharias was faithful in serving the Lord, and he had placed his hope in the Lord. He had prayed with hope that Elizabeth would conceive, and the Lord heard their prayers. And even after praying with hope, it seemed hard for what he had prayed for to come to pass considering that both he and Elizabeth were advanced in years. And I say that, to say that hope doesn't come without its own setbacks. Hope doesn't come without things standing in the way. Hope sometimes seems like it's not going to come to pass. And during this time for Zacharias, the, the setback on his side was that he, he questioned Gabriel, which results in a further setback where he is unable to talk. The truth is that even in the midst of expected hope, it sometimes gets harder before that hope is delivered. I want to switch for a second and, and talk about Mary. We're going to continue on with Scripture. In Luke 1, verse 26, it says, Now in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to the city of Galilee, named Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph, of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And having come in, the angel said to her, Rejoice, highly favored one, And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. Then Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I do not know a man? And the angel said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore also that Holy One who is born will be called the Son of God. Now indeed, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age, and this is now the sixth month for her. Who was called barren, for with God nothing will be impossible. Then Mary said, Behold the maidservant of the Lord, let it be to me according to your word, and the angel departed from her. Gabriel is sent with a similar message to, to Mary that he gave to Zacharias, and that, that is the message of a of a child to be born. And Mary is originally troubled by the, the greeting, but Gabriel reassures her that she has nothing to fear, for she's found the favor of God. And here's the beautiful thing about hope is that it usually doesn't come to us in the way we expect it to come. I, I'm sure, and this is absolute conjecture, but I'm sure that Mary did not grow up thinking that she would birth a Savior. But I'm also certain that she grew up thinking that the promise of a Savior would come to pass. And so for her, the, the answer to her hope didn't look like how she thought it would look. But Mary knew this better than anybody else did. Another beautiful aspect to this is, is the supernatural way that the hope of Mary came to pass it was not through a man it was through the holy spirit the holy spirit is the one that created the life in mary's womb against all the normal regulations of nature and i want to draw this out tonight a little bit because sometimes in the christmas season we hear the christmas story so often that we forget the supernatural aspect of it the fact that we have a savior the fact that that a life was created in a virgin's womb is nothing short of supernatural The fact that this child that is to be born will be the savior of the world is nothing short of supernatural. The fact that this child grew up, walked according to the laws of God, never sinned, died a death we deserve to die, and rose again is nothing short of supernatural. And so what we're celebrating tonight is the expectation of God doing something supernatural that will forever change the world as it was known. I cannot explain to you enough that that this Savior that Mary carries has been promised for millennia, for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years. And the way that God answered this prayer, the way that God answered this promise, was in a way that no man, no woman, no kingdom, no country, no other being, no system, no regime, could take credit for this except for God himself. He chose a young woman to be the bearer of Jesus Christ. And look at Mary's response. She says to, to, to Gabriel, Behold the maidservant of the Lord, let it be to me according to your word. That is not only someone that has an expected hope, it's somebody that takes the expectation of that hope and holds on to it in the midst of a situation that completely turns her life upside down. Mary's life is about to get a lot harder. Her, her fiancé will question himself and wonder if he shouldn't put her away quietly to dismiss her. Imagine going to your friends and family and telling them that you're pregnant, but not from a man. Imagine the the scorn and the ridicule, the the mockery that she's about to enter into. And, And because we live in a world that functions by regular norms, I'm absolutely certain they didn't believe her. And so Mary's life didn't get better all of a sudden, it got harder. And sometimes the answer to our expectations of hope don't come in the way that we think that they should. And it puts us in a place where... It almost seems like hope is working against us. But you're going to have to come back tomorrow to hear about how that hope was delivered. And that hope ended up delivering Mary. Mary goes to, to visit Elizabeth. And the babe that's in Elizabeth's womb leaps at the sound of Mary's voice. And Elizabeth is filled with the Holy Spirit and recognizes Mary as the mother of her Lord. In Luke chapter 1, verse 45, Scripture says, Blessed is she who believed... For there will be a fulfillment of those things which were told her from the Lord. And can you just imagine being Mary and and walking through the the shame and the ridicule, walking through this this event that has happened in her life that has caused her to to carry a baby. Can you imagine Mary walking up to Elizabeth and Elizabeth repeating to her, those things that the Lord said to you are going to happen. That confirmation, that divine confirmation that Elizabeth gives Mary, I'm sure to Mary was, was a balm for her soul. And, and I want to look closely at what Elizabeth says. She says, Blessed is she who believed. Mary trusted what the Lord had said. It goes further and says, For there will be a fulfillment of those things which are told her from the Lord. So tonight, hold on to your hope. Remember, every promise the Lord has given you, there will be a fulfillment of that promise. As soon as Elizabeth says this to Mary, Mary breaks out in a song and she says, My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit has rejoiced in God my Savior. For he has regarded the lowly state of his maidservant. For behold, henceforth all generations will call me blessed. For he who is mighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name. And his mercy is on those who fear him, Mary has not seen the promise of the expectation of her hope yet. There's, there's good evidence uh, as she gets bigger and bigger and as a life inside her grows and grows, there's really strong evidence it's going to come to pass. But she had to believe that the Lord would do what he said he would do, just like Zacharias. So I want to leave you with this tonight, to not be afraid to believe the word of the Lord. We're living in a, a day and age where it almost seems like everything that we put our hope in fails. Don't be afraid to believe what the Lord has told you. Don't be afraid to take him at his word. Hold on to your hope through your belief. And it might seem like the things that he has promised you are are so far away. It might seem like you're too young, you're too old, you're too common for God's promises to come true. But I want to assure you tonight to fight against that disbelief, to look at the lives of, of Zacharias And Elizabeth and Mary and Joseph and understand that that what God says he will do he will do no matter what you've walked through let your heart fully believe again and no matter how discouraged you are let your heart trust in the word of the Lord both Zacharias and Mary received in reality the deliverance of their expected hope and so will you tonight is the eve of the birth of the Lord It's a night full of hope, full of expectation. Allow the Lord to minister to you this night. Think tonight about all the promises He has given you. Those promises that came when you were praying in your closet by yourself, those promises that came through His Word. And let yourself believe again. Because tomorrow, when we gather together, we're going to be on the other side of this promise. We're going to be on the side where that, that, that baby, that Savior that was promised to the world is born, where we can hold him and we can see him, and we can know him, where it wasn't just a, a, a figment of their imagination. Christ himself was born among men. God will do what he has promised He will answer every one of his promises to you according to his word. And he will not fail. And so tonight as you go home and you celebrate with your families, let it be a night of hope. No matter what you're going through, no matter where you sit, no matter what 2022 has brought your way, know that your Lord lives, your Savior reigns, and he will come back again. Amen. Reading from 1 Corinthians chapter 11 verse 23. Scripture says, "For I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus on the same night in which he was betrayed took bread," When he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat. This is my body, which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. You may eat the bread. In the same manner... He also took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death till he comes. You may drink the cup. Heavenly Father, God, I thank you so much for the gift of your son, Jesus Father, the the fulfillment of the, the promise that was given so long ago. Father, I thank you for this night, this night of hope. God, when we join with those that are expecting the promise to be fulfilled. God, I pray that you would be with us and our families tonight, and when we come back tomorrow for Christmas, God, that we would celebrate with fresh eyes in a fresh mind, in a fresh heart, in a fresh spirit, the birth of our Lord and Savior. We praise you. We thank you. In Jesus' name, Amen. Thank
0: you, Pastor, for great words again of encouragement. And again, remember, go home and as Pastor said, think about the hope that Jesus gives us. Get into the book of Luke and Matthew, chapters one and two, and read about the Word and and coming to life on this night. Uh, for us to save us Um, one reminder pastor wants me to tell you tomorrow for the kids it's pajama day you can wear pajamas and if you're a older kid at heart like I'm thinking about Danny maybe you can wear pajamas too I guess so (laughs) anyway that's tomorrow so uh, we're going to close out with a quick prayer and then we'll dismiss you Lord Jesus, we just want to thank you for your birth and your arrival tonight on this magical night. We are so excited to welcome you to this earth, to save us, to bring us hope, to bring us light, to bring us a great future. Like I said before in our prayer, God, you are the God of today and yesterday and tomorrow. Keep that alive in our hearts and that hope in our hearts. Lord, prepare us tonight, our minds, our bodies, and our spirits to receive you into this world. We thank you, Father God, for this great gift of your son Jesus Christ our Savior, amen.